0: They're dead, Dave. What, Captain Hollister? Everybody's dead, Dave. What, Todd Hunter? What, Selby? Not Chen. He's dead, Dave. Everybody is dead. Everybody is dead, Dave. Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to Everybody's Dead Day of our Red Dwarf Review podcast, featuring myself, Adam Martin, and as always, my co-host. That's me, Phil Hawkins. Hello. That's him indeed. If you're new, welcome. Good to have you here. If you are new, the concept is Phil is a longtime Red Dwarf fan of several years. I am a relative newbie. Copyright of this podcast, thank you very much. I am a relative newbie. Everything you see here, I'm watching for the very first time. It's certainly been quite the experience, and eight series in, or nine, I guess. So we're nine series in, and I'm still here, so this show must be doing something right. But today, we've got something a little bit left field, a little bit special. We're going to be talking about Tongue Tied, the video. Do
1: you make tongue-tied? Tongue-tied. Tongue-tied you are
0: now, I- I'm sure, yes. Phil, some people might be thinking, wait, what, you're just going to talk about the two-minute segment in... Series 2 that you already did a bajillion no, episodes no, ago? No, 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 Oh, no. Do you want to explain exact, just exactly what this is? We're covering today. Yeah,
1: well, so Tongue Tied, the great song at the beginning of Parallel Universe. Brilliant song performed by Danny John Jules and some lovely dancing from the rest of the crew oh, as yes. well. <laughs> yes. But five years after that episode aired, to the day, I believe, they released mm. it. He re-recorded it and released a single. This is Danny yes. John Jules, released it as a single. And it had an accompanying music video. It did. And it's yes. not your average music video.
0: No, it's very much of that era when, you know, it's, it wasn't... I feel we've gone full circle. Like, when music videos started in the early 80s, it was just for, like, the song length, wasn't it? And then yeah. you had people like Michael Jackson and Madonna adding, like, stories to their... Around Michael, the music. This definitely
1: reminded me of Michael Jackson. And um, yeah. the whole like opening segments of the moonwalker film uh, yes, which are basically yeah. extended music videos of stories or like thriller and mm. things like that where they have these long drawn out but even even with michael jackson and anything else i don't think i've ever seen a music <laughs> video with so much with yeah. so little music in it <laughs> yeah. compared to the length yeah. of the video
0: the music is yeah it definitely in the minority <laughs> but um yeah, this came out in 1993. And, and would you believe, dear listener, it actually made the top 40 here in the UK. It actually peaked at number 17 in the charts, which is, I mean, to us, that's not surprising. We love this song. But i um, I'm, I'm got to admit, Phil, when I first read that, I was quite surprised that it did that well. But I guess this is around well, look, the time of Series I mean, 6.
1: That I, to be honest, like novelty TV tie-ins tend to actually do quite well. I'm pretty sure at some point... Bob the Builder has been number one in the UK charts.
0: Well, funny, Bob the Builder has been number one twice well, in the UK charts, would you believe? <laughs> so, um, the, yeah, we love a bit of novelty. But um, I don't know if you uh, read upon this, Phil, but and listeners might know as well. A little fun fact, uh, Tongue Tide actually had origins before Red Dwarf, um, the series. It did it was... indeed.
1: And I only found this out today as well. I didn't know this before it's quite today. interesting,
0: isn't it? It was still it was it was written by Rob Grant and Doug Naylor, they are the originators of it, but it was originally made for a BBC Radio 4 series Son of Cliché back in 1983. Um and it's sort of a apparently a similar vibe. I have read that it is available on the Body Snatcher collection as a special feature. Oh, uh, which I'm guessing is on my Blu-ray somewhere, but I haven't found it. So if you have the Blu-ray or the Body Snatcher collection, you'll find that original version on there. But I just thought that was pretty cool that they repurposed it for, for Yeah, Red they did Dwarf. that
1: with a few things as well, didn't they? Because um, uh, some of the scenes in other episodes are based off of, oh, I can't remember the name, of it, Dave Hollister Space Cadet, I think it's something like that, or Dave, it's Dave something, oh, Space yeah, Cadet. yeah,
0: yeah, and, yeah. So
1: some of the scenes are directly lifted from that those sketches as well. So I think they did repurpose quite a bit from their sketch show. But the thing I read as well said that it, uh the this 1993 version was released 10 years to the day yes. after that uh after that version which and and then i looked up the parallel uh parallel universe episode air date, and that was five years so <laughs> t- smack bang in the middle so five years after it was on radio four it was on tv in red dwarf and then five years after that to the day mm-hmm. they released it as a single
0: well, there you go. Nice, nice bit of correlation there. Nice Last thing I'll touch on before we actually get into the video is, uh, uh, again, this is admittedly this is from Wikipedia, so it could, easy, you know, could easily be wrong. But um, I, but this release apparently is not an official BBC or Grant Naylor product.
1: Oh, interesting. Apparently,
0: because it said towards the end, when it, you know about home media, it said the radio versions on, like, the DVDs and Blu-rays, obviously the 88 version is because it's in the show, but apparently the 1993... This version is not on any of the Blu-rays or DVDs because they couldn't... There were clearance issues. Oh, So, and when I read that, I, uh, but then watching the video, that that link started to make sense to me, but we'll come to that when we get there. But yes, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this is not an official BBC or Grant Naylor-endorsed thing. This is well, you a... you'd think
1: if they wrote the song... They would have yeah. They would have to endorse it at least, even if it wasn't li- made yeah. by them. Like give Maybe them they the licensed authorization. it out uh, yeah. to them, but just yeah. didn't make it because they wouldn't be able to release a oh, no. they single without just... paying the relevant rights and stuff and yeah, getting like permission the from sympathy. the songwriters who are granted, uh, you know, granted nailers. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it must be, <laughs> there must be official in that capacity, but not made mm. by, not made by them.
0: Yeah, like maybe they had self-funded no or in the production of it. Yes, yeah. Just
1: licensed it out to them.
0: Yeah. Well, Suspense. we'll see. Well, we'll see if the influences in production are there. Let's get yeah. into it. So, yeah, let's we... get into
1: this. Let us just say this now: eighteen minutes.
0: Yes. <laughs> music. Yes. Video. yes. 18 yeah. Eighteen minutes. <laughs> and yeah, music, music video, but you know, we'll in inverted see. commas, in inverted <laughs> commas. So we actually start with um. Uh, we start with Leo Davis, who work who in a narration says he works at the Black Island Film Studios. He's a cleaner and he encounters a black cat on Friday the 13th. Get any good suspicions there. We then get this this is one th- so again, this confused me. We get a little rendition of the Red Dwarf theme. Mm. Um, do you I don't recognize who it's sung by? I don't know if it's anyone I don't know. but it's sung by a male, isn't it, as opposed to a a woman as it usually is in the show. Which then makes me think, so it must have been, like you say, endorsed to some degree by Grant Naylor if they're doing the Red Dwarf theme song.
1: Yeah, they must have signed off on it at least. I I suspect it just means they weren't involved in the production.
0: Yeah. Uh, To be honest, as we go on, I think they just included it as like a, oh, remember, it's linked with Red Dwarf, but you know, we'll get there.
1: (laughs) What do you think of the, uh, the, the voice that Danny is using? I haven't heard, actually, Danny in real life much, so I don't know...
0: What he yeah. said, but it, to
1: me, it sounded like he was overemphasizing the kind of London accent. That,
0: yeah, well, to me, I've got to admit, for the first like minute or so, um, I didn't actually think it was Danny John-Jules. I didn't recognize him off the bat. After about, it was in like the wide shots, the long shots. I couldn't. My eyes aren't that good. I couldn't really tell when it was on the close-ups. So I was like, oh yeah, that's Dan- of course that's Danny John-Jules. But um, yeah, I thought it was. It seemed almost like a pastiche of that sort of. I guess what they call it, like modern London accent and like demeanor. But then, as as this goes on, I mean, to count at that point, do you think maybe that's what he was going for, or do you think it's sort? Do you know what I mean? Like
1: this gets so weird that I don't know <laughs> what he's going for. To be honest, um, oh, it's got keep... so many different bits to it and yeah. segments to it, and some get really trippy and surreal.
0: <laughs> oh god! I mean, well, one thing that definitely dates this is when he encounters this black cat. He he exposes it to his favorite uh, TV show via a portable TV. Yes. which, Which took me straight... Oh, God, I haven't seen a portable TV in... See, I wondered.
1: I made a note to ask you about that and whether or not you'd actually seen one of these in person or not, because I have, but I'm yes. obviously older than you, so I, I didn't know if you had encountered them.
0: I had tried, yes, I had used one very fleetingly when I was very young, maybe. In, we're talking maybe like the very early 2000s, when analog TV was still because of course it won't work now, is it? Because they were all analog-based yeah. receivers, so unless you're in a country that still has analog, you're not going to get anything. But I remember being in a car... And I think my parents, I think they'd had it for a while. It was a colour one, because that was the thing, wasn't it? it Oh, it's a colour portable TV. It ran on so many batteries and not for very long. Um, And and the signal
1: it just was terrible. You could never pick up a very good signal on it.
0: Well, especially when you're in the car. I remember the box it came in had like, you know, pictures of people in, you know, in cars. Like, oh, we're watching TV in the car. But because you're always moving, of course the signal's not going to be... You know, so yeah, I do remember Portable TVs, but seeing it here, I was like, Oh wow, this is yeah, this is nineteen ninety-three. Funny how it's his favorite show, yet we can't see any pictures of the screen, you know? Mm. Not BBC endorsed, perhaps. <laughs> you know, who knows. But um yeah, we get a um we get a bit of claymation fill to yeah. start with. It's definitely very...
1: it's definitely not up to the standard of um series 7's. Claymation that oh, we no, had yeah. in that in that one episode. Yeah, it's very <laughs> rudimentary claymation of the cats and yeah. uh, some women and Dwayne Dibley. There's a, a claymation Dwayne Dibley? Dibley in yeah. there.
0: And this is sort of the start of like you say of the the insanity that is to to follow.
1: Yeah, we get um, a sort of we get a hint of the music here. So yeah, but it's not it's not like gone a... into the song properly. It's a very distorted kind of version of it. I was trying to figure About out like because you hear.
0: It is, yeah. You hear some of the lyrics, and is it like a vocoder they've got going on? It's, it's been processed electronically, the the lyrics, mm. and I thought maybe this was a cut from because, of course, this was released as a single back in the day on CD, and I believe it had a vinyl release as well on twelve inch vinyl. So at first I thought, okay, is this one of like the remixes or something? Well, I
1: want because later on, I think it's it comes back later on. It does um, as a kind of more full version of that, not with the claymation, but with something else that we'll talk about in a bit. But, so I wondered also if it was like a B-side, yeah, it was just another version. I have to try and track.
0: The... I have to try and track down the vinyl version, see if that's see if that's doable. Um, but then Leo wakes up. He's got his boss, Mr. Walker, sort of staring him down with this uh, director person who's very smarmy and uh, this uh, model called Kit. Um, they have a bit of a tiff, and I, I wrote the acting seems a little. I wrote stilted. Everything felt a bit... Or maybe it was the that's, editing. Everything felt a bit... Um,
1: I think that's very generous. <laughs> <laughs> my people, especially am with being the, too kind? Especially with the boss. I mean, yeah, the boss he's... was... I don't know who plays it, but it <laughs> wasn't good. No, was, It just... was terrible. And, the, and also, there was some really bad ADR on top after... Oh, a, God. A, yeah. a ...recorded that wasn't synced up very well. So it's like very obviously ADR recording that they'd recorded separately
0: yeah Um, it it felt very gcse drama
1: like we're having
0: an argument we're gonna argue about this and also you know yeah mr walker has that line like if you muck up again or whatever you'll be out on the street with the rest of the brothers
1: i cringed
0: and yeah and of and leo's like huh in my head i was like no i was like surely he didn't mean and i was like oh they did
1: yeah Um, i mean, the boss is meant to be the bad guy in this story so yeah but that you still, can't have a racist like... bad guy and <laughs> clearly still... it's but it just like in yeah. your tongue-tied music video though. yeah it's a really random <laughs> i mean the whole thing is just oh, bizarre yeah. all the acting bits are bizarre
0: yeah. it's just yeah it's it was a little cringe as you say but then before we even get time to sort of acknowledge that um elvis appears oh who, yeah um I, I think it's important to say this is apparently the same actor who played Elvis in uh, Meltdown back in Series Four. Yes, and my memory is a bit. Ha- I'm. He went on to some controversy, I believe. I, I can't yes. remember what. I, I, but I well, remember we touched on that. We did
1: touch on in the previous episode. I can't remember the details, but some. Yeah, I think he was um, involved in some not very nice. Yeah, stuff. he got into some trouble. Yes, yeah. and if stuff he, you. You wouldn't want to associate with at all now, but um,
0: absolutely, yeah. If you want to know more, either listen to our Meltdown episode or just give it a Google. Google, I'm sure it. you can yeah. find it, yeah. It's, but um, it, yeah,
1: it is the same, it is the same actor, yeah. Same
0: dude, yeah. Well, Elvis uh, has a chat with Leo, tries to give him advice about, you know, getting the girl and says, Hey, well, if you want to get the girl and you feel like you could do it if you were a cat, well, why don't you just be the cat? Um, yeah, and- he,
1: Elvis has a really weird line, no, sorry, um. Uh, Danny's character has a really weird Leo. line. Leo. Leo has a really weird line in this that again is is touches on racism that I was mm. just like, what is this about? I didn't know anything.
0: <laughs> yeah. About.
1: He says he asks Elvis if he was really a racist and informer oh, for yes. J Edgar Hoover, and I'm like, I haven't heard. What's the what?
0: <laughs> I know Elvis conspiracy theories. I, I know. What does he say? He's like, never too late to change or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. So. It was
1: just that was a bit like, oh, okay. Is that a well known like? I mean, theory about I, elvis or known about elvis i don't know was,
0: i know when elvis met president nixon in like 1970 because that i mean they made a film about that but he he got a meeting with him and i think if i remember rightly he was trying to convince nixon to let him join the cia oh. um, but of course nixon was like no you're, you're elvis presley um but if you know he pared him off politely but maybe it's it's from that, and then you know, because Jager Hoover and the FBI, who who knows? But like you say, I'd never heard of this conspiracy theory before. Uh, and with the with the racism angle, because there's a few more in, like lines and the, the brothers' lines repeated and all this. I know because I've seen him on um, Twitter. I know Danny quite fairly and rightly is a you know obviously a big advocate against racism yeah. and like the industry and all. So maybe. I don't know if he was like the lead. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he was. I don't know if he was like the lead creative behind the video. Um. But I don't know that.
1: While some of it comes across as
0: cringe, some of it checked out to me in line with what Danny sort of stands for and believes. Yeah.
1: And uh, given that most of it comes from the boss guy who's the head of a studio, maybe he was making a point about you know racism in the the uh, film industry and things like that. Yeah, um, it just seemed a really weird place to throw in <laughs> a random line like that. I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's odd. But um, so Leo dreams of being the cat, and he he sees Kit, and then the song starts up. This I is love... about three minutes in. At four last, minutes. About th- I think four it's four minutes. minutes. Oh, four it takes minutes four in. minutes
1: to get to the song. <laughs>
0: <and> the <music laughs> but on the song as well, before we dissect like what we actually see in the video, the the song's just as good as ever, isn't it, Phil? The Come song on. is great. It's, I'm, it's you a... know
1: with. I mean, I think we've been quite harsh so far on this video, but let's just say now the song is brilliant. We love the song. It is. And to
0: be honest, like the the way what we see it, it, that feels more like a traditional music video. Doesn't like shots of just the cat, cat with like dancers and other. Yeah. It it, it feels more like a video of the day.
1: Yeah. The rest, yeah, the song bit is actually a music video. It's kind of like, yeah, it's it's a white background. The cat is dancing. There are very women 90s. dancing around him. <laughs> it is very yeah. 90s, very early 90s kind of thing. Yes, kind of feels a bit like a Madonna video in many ways
0: of that yeah. era.
1: And the rest of the Red Dwarf cast pop up.
0: They do not not as their well, not as their characters in inverted commas. Most uh, of them, I'd
1: say, apart from um, Danny himself as Dwayne Dibley, who is definitely oh
0: oh yeah <laughs> in character. And, uh,
1: But oddly enough, Robert
0: Llewellyn's here, but not in the Crichton makeup. which I must admit the first time they showed them. And, you know, you have a quick scan of who's there. I was like, who's that? But then when they did the close ups, I was like, oh, of course, it's Robert Llewellyn. So, again, maybe is is this that BBC link again that they maybe weren't. But like you say, they, they clearly did the cat. Well, they did the cat and the Dwayne Dibley. So why not? Why not the craters? Yeah, maybe? I
1: don't know. Maybe
0: it, it seems very bizarre like a mishmash of we've got some elements of Red Dwarf that are very obviously Red Dwarf, but then we aren't doing other very obvious elements.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. Um, it was very odd, but and, um,
1: and another odd thing is they had uh, so they had like full body versions dancing away of Elvis again, he was involved, yes, in this bit. yeah. Craig Charles was there, obviously, Robert yep. Llewellyn, and then um, Danny is um, Dwayne Dibley but then you had the floating heads as well like, yes, you, did, like yeah. you did in the original you had yeah. norman lovett but you also had hattie hayridge you did which and is very had, odd to see and you had charles organs organs is that how you pronounce his name i'm sorry if i got that wrong uh organs a-u-g-i-n-s i'd say organs yeah let's go with that charles organs as queen who was the original choreographer for the for the tv he was he was um but then you randomly you also have chris barry there as a floating head whereas the other yeah. 3 make sense as floating heads <laughs> because they've all been floating heads on the tv show but you did but why maybe they just needed to make up the numbers of yeah. the number. a number maybe chris wasn't available
0: maybe yeah maybe he wasn't available and they shot that like footage and so, who knows but he's not he's not like he's not got his H on his head it's no. just it's just chris barry which is why it feels weird, because obviously, yeah, these are the characters we recognise so obviously from Red Dwarf. Yet, aside from Dwayne Dibley and the cat, none of well, and probably as like, like you say, Craig Charles, you could get away with because it's Craig Charles. But you know, I like say like Rimmer and Robert Llewellyn, and it, yeah, it just it's a very it's a very bizarre mishmash, especially with Norman as well, because by that point, Series Six is about to come out, so Norman hasn't been Holly since the end of end of Series Two, where this yeah. song comes from. So was he just, <laughs> was Danny just like, hey, Norman, you free? Do you want to do it? And he was like, yeah, man, let's let's do it. Because I wrote down in my notes, he, he hadn't appeared uh, at this point. This is 1993. He hadn't appeared for five years on Red Dwarf. So it's a, you know, fairly long time. And then it would be another four years before he appeared again. So this this feels like a very random place for him to
1: yeah. come back. I don't know what else he was doing at the time. Maybe, maybe, um, I mean... He was probably still friends with guys, I imagine. Um yeah. Maybe he just did it for that reason. Maybe, you know, it's a paycheck after all. Why not? Yeah, that's true. I mean, it
0: begs the question, though, doesn't it? If he could do that... Sure, it's not a long project, but if he could do that, w- was he not free for Series 6 at the time? Or maybe they just committed to having Hattie and weren't bothered about maybe even sharing it or something? You-, you could ask all these questions, couldn't you, from this? But yeah, it was it was a surprise to see Norman love it
1: for me. Yeah, it was nice. You know, probably got to get a bit of norman love it in there occasionally
0: um i
1: yeah. uh, what the, i think the funniest line in the whole thing when it, cause i was listening a bit to the lyrics was um yeah yeah <laughs> my trousers, thing. They... I can't remember the tune of that bit now. The, but, um... There
0: are some lines when you go like, ooh, okay. <laughs> oh, it was
1: f- I found it funny. <laughs>
0: no, no, it made me laugh, but I was like, wow, okay, that's what i are going for. It's like, oh but, um, yeah,
1: we're, we're definitely in the innuendo territory now.
0: We're there. My, my favourite line, and you could argue it's quite juvenile, but I think I like it more musically, like the way it's all arranged. It's in the... It's the start of the second verse when they took... It's the bit where... Uh, they all go reproductive system baby I don't know what it is like musically that sounds really good and to (laughs) my ears I'm like that's the best bit lyrically it's the most juvenile but I'm like yeah that sounds really good I thought
1: of birds and bees you just saying that reproductive system maybe has like sparked memory in my head of Have you ever seen Grease 2? Yes. Oh, the
0: reproduction. <laughs> the reproduction song. <laughs>
1: reproduction. <laughs>
0: reproduction. And yeah. there's that really deep voice guy. Was he? Uh, Where does the pollen go? Because it's all about plant. It's a. Ve- if you haven't seen Grease 2 it's a very cringy, like on the nose song. What they, they're <laughs> learning about? Well, reproduction of plants, isn't it? In I plants, think so. And yeah. It's
1: been a while. For since no I've reason seen
0: it. whatsoever, they just start singing. About reproducing as humans. Grease 2's a weird film, isn't it? <laughs> it total, is, yeah. total side tangent. Very bizarre. I wouldn't say a bad film, necessarily, no, but no. a very, a very odd film. Very yeah. Odd film.
1: Definitely.
0: Maybe we should just do a random episode about Grease 2. Who knows? <laughs>
1: I'd
0: be down for that. New spin-off um,
1: podcast about musicals. Let's do it. <laughs> obscure musical obscure sequels. Musicals. That'd be one.
0: <laughs> um so after the song plays its four minutes, um, we return to Leo. Who is woken up by sort
1: of mid Judge... kiss, isn't he? he yeah, because oh, throughout sorry, the yeah, song, he's yeah. been have it trying to like the ca- oh yeah. He we should say he's the cat in this in the song bit in the in the music video. in the music oh, sorry, bit, in the song. He's yeah, the cat yeah. and he, in a yes. lovely starts. Well, he goes through several outfits, but he's got a lovely tartan number to start with, and then he's yeah. in a white suit later on. You know, as you'd expect from the cat, lots of mm. very flashy outfits. Oh yes. Um, But they, what was I going to say? Yeah, so he throughout the song, he's kind of pursuing the woman that came in with the boss and the director and the boss who was telling him off a minute ago. Uh, Her name's Kit, and he's been pursuing her throughout the song and it ends with them kissing, but then he wakes up, Leo wakes up, and he's just kind of kissing the air. Mm. And then... And yes, then the is... weirdest thing happens.
0: <laughs> yeah, Judge Dread appears and <laughs> yes, that Judge Dread um which, i am the uh, law <laughs> i yeah that one i was a bit like oh do you think they okay. pay
1: for the rights to judge dread or do you think they just do, do put him in what? there I, I don't think they no i rights.
0: don't think they do. although this is this is i don't know how long judge dread had been going on as a comic but this is two years before the stallone film oh okay So maybe they thought oh. i don't know maybe if judge dread wasn't like that big you know yet as a character maybe they thought they could get Either the licensing was, you know, a lot lower or maybe they thought they could just, as you say, get away with it. I don't know. But yeah, Judge Dredd is (laughs) is here and uh, berates him for not being a man and uh, dancing around like a Nancy boy. He says specifically, I think, or dancing around like a Nancy, which, you know, uh, okay, you know, 1993. Um, Danny calls him Robocop. Uh, he does cut, which is a big insult, apparently, yeah. for, for Judge Dredd. He does not like that. And then it gets um, even
1: weirder because then another Judge Dredd, not that character, comes on. No, and apparently it, there's a Judge Dredd who, as 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 um, uh, Leo describes him, uh, is a white guy, old white guy singer of dirty reggae songs. <laughs> and he comes on and has a does? go at the comic book Judge Dredd for stealing his name. It's we, the weirdest then, thing. I know.
0: And then, he, and then when he asks uh, advice from... Leo asks Judge Dread Reggae Dread advice, he says, talk dirty to her, which just feels very uncomfortable. Um, but I think it was meant to be. And then they have like a... As the camera zooms in, they have like a finger war or something. You know, when they start like fighting, they're just doing... They're doing like back and forth with their finger. It, yeah, very... Oh, it, it gets weirder, folks. We're, we're not even done yet. Um, but Leo... Wakes up. Uh, does he wake up again?
1: Is this? The yeah, bit? yeah. So yeah he, he wakes up. He wakes again. up
0: again. So Judge Dread was a dream, thank God. Um, and Mister Walker's back. We basically get a near repeat of the sort of you know what are you doing? Yeah, this a lot dog of house. the lines
1: are exactly the same, and the... Yeah, some but with and... other ones inserted in between and some different things happening.
0: Well, this is where it felt the the cuts, the editing felt very very like. Ju- uh, stilted to me like ends of lines were being cut off um starts of lines. do you know what i mean it was very it i hate saying this, it felt very amateur mm. it was like someone filmed it and then they were just cutting wherever they thought. like that it didn't seem very precise in this scene and a few other scenes actually um we get a Yeah, I may as well say it we get a dickhead joke which i was not expecting in this video either oh yes because
1: um, uh yeah, it's uh, the director says some people call me some. What does he say? A lot of people call, call me Ed. Ed, and and then Kit
0: without headset just goes Dickhead, and I was like, "Whoa, okay, <laughs> all I've, right." I, I guess quite we're doing a good that. burn
1: though.
0: It, do you know what? I was like, "Fair play, that's good, that's good, that's quick." I just wasn't just wasn't expecting it, Phil, in my music video today. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that, um, but then the insanity continues um, as um, as they leave. Kit, the producer and the director guy. Um, Two new people come in, who I believe are Mega and Screwface. Like Um, gangsters. Yeah, I've got to say, I love these guys. I don't know why. I think because they're, again, very obvious, like, 90s pastiche. Like, they've got the loud, like, shell suits and that he's got, like, big gold chains. And and I I don't know. I really warmed to it. I quite like these guys. Yeah, Um, It's not really clear... He's like screwface go check out this it's not really clear why why they're, they're there, there at yeah. first they just sort of they just sort of appear yeah i don't really
1: know what it's... their their role Ch- is particularly I,
0: at this point Phil i was struggling i was trying to just keep my head on my shoulders as to like what i was actually what i was like okay
1: mega and screwface yeah let's go for it so also in the uh before she went away before these gangster guys came along um kit has asked leo out on a date he asked yes. him to take her out um, which he's obviously very happy about. Of course. That's all I was going to say.
0: No, no, it's true. <laughs> Sorry, very important. It's important, though, very important. Um, but in terms of getting Kit to, uh, like, how to get Kit, Mega suggests that Leo takes her to a ragga dance or a ragga club.
1: I don't know what that is.
0: I'm guessing it's like a sub of of um, reggae, perhaps? I might have to do a quick little... Google search, give me two seconds. So ragamuffin music, usually abbreviated as ragga, is a sub of dancehall and reggae music. The instruments primarily consist of electronic music, and there's a lot of sampling involved. So there you go. There we go. Um, so you suggest taking her to a ragga club to listen to Tabby Ranks, um, who is a ragga artist. And um, we get treated... It's the next day, isn't it? That's right. Oh, it's yeah. The next day. Yeah, We're nice on caption set.
1: The next day.
0: Yep. And it's a uh, it, we're on we're back in the studio. Turns out the pop star they were filming for is Tabby Ranks. Funnily enough, who was also played to be by played, yeah by Danny, by Danny Don Jones. He looks pretty good in this girl, you know, with this the short hair and the black car. I thought he looked pretty good. Yeah, cut yeah. a good image as a pop star. And Kit um, is
1: one of the models in the music video,
0: of course. And this is where we hear the. More electronic sounding version of tongue that we heard towards the start, and just after reading that definition of ragga that definitely you know with the main instruments being electronic, that makes sense um, with the sound. I've yeah. got, I've got to say though, Phil, that it went on for far too <laughs> oh, long. Oh,
1: we got one of those in there. Let's, I, I, to be it honest, sound, this whole video went on far too
0: long. <laughs> it, yeah, that's true. But to be, and it, I hate saying it because obviously, that since this is meant to be a music video like the fact we're getting more music, I should be like, yeah, great. Yeah. Like that's, but I don't know, like the, the weirdness of it is like cool at first, I find, for like, you know, 30
1: seconds or so. Yeah, but I don't like, yeah, I really from... don't like the style of the, the what they've done to the song in this. It's the same song, it's still tongue-tied, but it's now we get two minutes of this weird, distorted <laughs> version that I do not yeah. like. I, I love yeah. the original song, but I do not like this. Um, I feel
0: if they'd just done like 30 seconds of it, yeah. That might have been enough. But yeah, as you say, it goes on for a, a full two it minutes. It does. We, before um,
1: before we get the song, uh, we get a bit of like dialogue between some of the characters. And the director, at one point, like, is giving his direction. He says, give it lots of sex. Yeah. Or in a, in a more posh, he's a, like an Oxford boy or something. Yeah, yeah, give yeah. Give it lots of sex. And to which Leo, sitting, watching by, goes... I wish oh, he'd have asked me that. <laughs> yeah. Which is,
0: you know, good... Fun quip, but it's again. Why? Like why? <laughs> why? <laughs> you could say about this whole thing, really, couldn't you? Just why? Why was this a thing? Yeah. Um. But it turns out after we get the Raga version of "Tongue Tied," all of this was I'm just just a dream. Like also, again? just a dream. Yes. Also, and also happens. Inception. He
1: wakes up when he gets kissed by her again. She comes over. That's after right. Recording the video, kisses him, and he wakes up again, and we get the same scene again yes. with the boss saying the same lines uh including the you'll be out with your brothers on the street or whatever um yeah it was and
0: the acting and editing feels choppy again which makes me think because it's just in these scenes maybe it was intentional but even if it was it, it as i say to me at least it comes across the acting and editing as like very amateurish yeah um but if that was their intention fair enough but it just for me it didn't come across so we're kind of well. in
1: like an inception situation here where it's been dreams within dreams within dreams
0: yeah, so we're assuming this is
1: the now like the real life. And well, he Kit, doesn't it, wake up again, so I'm assuming he doesn't. So. That's true. Um,
0: uh, Kit at first sort of pars him off, so oh, yeah. you know, because he's Why like, What about, you? yeah, well, I don't go without with any man with hair on his face, which as, as two bearded men, you know, that's uh, come on
1: <laughs> now. Weirdly, if this was Dreams Within Dreams, it's psychic dreams or something like that, because um, Leo knows stuff. Like the stuff from his dreams, like the people that he met in the dreams, like the mm. the get the two brothers. Mega and, and Screwface. face. And screw yeah, face. Yeah. He meant like so and so like the boss and the director and stuff start sentences and he finishes them off with what's what's going to happen and who's gonna come and things like that. So like he knows because it was in his dream, but it hasn't yeah. happened yet. So it's like
0: it's, Weird. Yeah, it's it's odd. And then the, the the cat runs off, and the red the red dwarf posse are here, and the cat is actually Frankenstein, which is that's a nice this, this touch. C- it is, but by this point, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa! My God, I was like, I'm so confused. Who are the who are these red dwarf posse people? Why are they here? What's happening? Oh yeah, because um,
1: a bunch of what they they call themselves a red dwarf posse. It's just a group of people just come in and grab the cat. And say you've got our cat. It's like. Yeah, We're the Red that, Dwarf posse. What?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that. And then it finishes up. Uh, so the boss Leo tries and Kit... to hit
1: him at one point, doesn't he, as well? The boss tries to like hit That's, a, that's some really bad editing oh, in that bit as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's just the editing's just, let's face it, it's not It's not that great. Um, Leo and Kit go out on a date after
1: all, I guess. Yeah, um, there's a, the, it ends with a montage, doesn't it? A, yeah, like you see down Catch the, the
0: Musical. Oh, yes. Like the banner for it, which, you know, haha, very good. Um, they go to a club, which looks like a very 90s club, all those CRTs on the wall, you know, bright lights and that. And then it just sort of ends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's very now, weird. Apparently reading online, that I'm assuming the VHS tape of this, there was a further 10 minutes of like behind the scenes oh, okay. um, and like interviews with Danny John Jules. But um, unfortunately, well, from what I've looked at on YouTube, I can't seem to find that bit. Um, I don't know if it's on any of the DVDs. Maybe it's one of those cases where the only way is to find an original copy of the of the VHS. So yeah, but the twenty the actual thing, the twenty minute thing. Oh Phil, I d- <laughs> when you said to me, <laughs> "Let's watch the tongue tied the video," I was honestly just expecting like the the actual song, the four minute song, and then maybe like you know a minute beforehand, and then maybe a minute at the end. Yeah,
1: sort of like I was or even not- less maybe like. 'Cause yeah, you know, there's loads of songs that have done that. You know, you yeah. got you got Britney Spears with um that one where the Titanic montage bit in it. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's yeah. you know, songs do that and they have like 30 seconds to a minute of like scene before and after. Not like this was most of it. And I get it, it's kind of more of a short film than it is a music video. Uh, but it's still I like I don't get the point of it. Yeah, it's just... Just give it's, me it's, tongue-tied.
0: <laughs> yeah, just give me tongue It's very much an oddity. I can imagine if this got played on music stations, they only played the the actual song bit. I yeah. doubt they showed the full shebang. Uh, as we said, it did get to number 17. Uh, apparently, little fun fact, um, Danny John Jules was invited to go on Top of the Pops to help promote the single, but was unable to due to commitments in a London play at the time. Oh, no. Nice. So that's a... You know, we were robbed of a... Uh, 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 him dressed as cat doing tongue tied I think that could have been pretty cool yeah I don't know um, if we've said
1: this yet but it was released it wasn't released as Danny John uh, Danny Don of John's course single. no it, sorry, was it was released yeah, as
0: the cat the cat yeah keeping in character um, I mean my closing thoughts on this film this I hate saying it because obviously like I've grown to love like the characters and the, the obviously the show and the actors but this feels like a very odd cash grab attempt because <laughs> of course 19, this was five years after Tongue Tide had been in, in the show, right? Mm. Like, first appeared. And I think you mentioned once, like, since Tongue Tide was reaction amongst fans, like, they wanted it released as a single, like, Possibly. for a long
1: time. I can't remember. But yeah, yeah. Well, why not? It's a good song.
0: Yeah. I don't think fans expected a 20-minute uh, short film about a
1: film studio. No. And, and I Judge suppose Dread's... most people that bought it probably never saw this. If you had True. to buy the VHS to see this, most people yeah. wouldn't have done. Most people would have just gone and bought the the cassette or the LP or the CD single version. And yeah, that would have been it. Es-
0: especially if like the VHS cover wasn't allowed to use any like Red Dwarf branding or anything. You know, again, uh, depends on this whole thing with the BBC. In fact, I'll just pause. I'm just I'm just gonna have a quick look. See if I can find the you know the VHS cover. See if I can see what it looks like. Oh, no, I stand corrected. The VHS tape does have the red dwarf logo yeah. on it. Um, it just says, The cat, tongue-tied, the video. And the image is a drawing of the cat, Dwayne Dibley, and Kit. So, so yeah, I don't... Maybe that thing was bogus then. But I'm not really sure about this whole BBC, Grant Naylor involvement then. Because th- I'd argue there's elements on both sides. There are moments where I'm like, Okay, that implies that they didn't have clearance for certain things, but then they seemingly have clearance for other sort of things.
1: Yeah, I think so not too sure. people getting confused with terminology and what different things mean. It might not have been made by the BBC. That doesn't mean they weren't involved in licensing in... things out, like the logo.
0: Yeah, but the fact this hasn't surfaced on any DVDs and Blu-rays, if licensing wasn't the issue, I wonder why they've tried well, to... Well, like... I mean,
1: you'd have to get permission from... That just because the BBC licensed something out to like the logo out or Grant Naylor license something out to, to the production that's making this music video doesn't mean that the music pe- the people that are making that are obliged to license it back to them if they want to include True. it on a DVD. So it might be True. just that the the music production company went, no. Or you, yeah. you want more money for this if you're gonna put it on there and the BBC was like, it's not worth that much, sorry. And and they yeah. just couldn't they just couldn't reach an agreement, maybe. That's yeah. you know, that could Possibly. be just what happened. Who
0: knows? But um yeah, that folks is tongue tied the I mean, what are your closing thoughts, Phil?
1: On it's this? I I love the song. And I yeah. actually think the music, the music the four minutes of the actual song and the music video that goes with it with the Red Dwarf cast in there doing their dancing and everything, mm. and uh, Danny John Jules with the with with the girls dancing and everything, that's all good. I like that. Mm. I'd watch yeah. that I'd watch that on M T V or VH one back yeah, in the day. Yeah. Um but I I just think the rest of it is really just weird and doesn't make any sense uh the plots is just <laughs> there is there isn't a coherent plot <laughs> and it's just... i mean if they set out
0: to make something like that has that where the plot's really incoherent and random i mean well done you you succeeded you did it yeah um i'm not sure to what benefit but you know that's that's what we've got um right so i mean i i, I did this i'm not sure if you did it. we may as well do our regular segments don't oh sure, know if you I mean, out I, stuff I, for this.
1: I, I didn't really, but we can. I can try and do it on the fly.
0: Sure, let's do it. So, uh,
1: fav- Did you have a favorite character in this production? Um, did I have a favorite character? <laughs> uh, is it Cat? I guess maybe. Um,
0: As in, like Cat, when the songs when the songs on because that's the only time you really see Cat, the character. Yeah, yeah. Well, who
1: else is there? It's not any of the three that come in. It's not the boss, the director, or Kit. They weren't. No. They weren't great. The direct out of well, the three, I'd say the director was the best actor.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, my favorite character was. Uh, well, I've sort of cheated. I've given it to. 2 It's got to be Mega and Screwface. Uh, okay, I just. I. I don't know. I. I liked them. They made me laugh. So, Fair gotta on. give it to them. Uh, funniest moment off the fly. There might not have been many, but if. <laughs>
1: um, funniest moment. Just. I don't. I don't know. Just because I just it was so bizarre that it was funny was the whole, uh, judge dread stuff. It was like, it was, yeah. I didn't understand what was going, why, why is this happening? But just yeah. the bizarreness of it is like, this is bonkers. Yeah. And I don't understand <laughs> it. And in that way, yeah. it's kind of, I suppose a bit funny.
0: Yeah. Um, we're on the same pet I've also given it to the judge dread bit for similar reasons. Just, it's so left field and like what on a, like, it, like yeah bizarre very bizarre um and how many scutters out of 10 are you ah,
1: giving this okay so the 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 song and the music video bit of the song are great i would give that mm-hmm. like if i was just marking that i'd probably give it like maybe an eight um oh, okay. but obviously the rest's kind of well there's some moments in it that are okay um yeah. but as as a coherent whole it's well, it's not. It's not coherent. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> mm. How generous do I want to be? I will Ooh. give it a five.
0: A five. Slap bang in the middle. Um, we've aligned again, Phil. I've also given it a five, as in the whole production. Uh, like you said, the t- the four-minute song? Great. Just have that. But yeah, the full it's a bit incoherent. It's a bit random. It's cringe in some places. Nothing makes any sense um i'd love to pick the brains of who was ever like the, the leading producer or you know i'd love to just sit him down and be like what what was going on man like what was what was happening here um uh, not in a bad way I'm like i'm genuinely fascinated as to like how they came to <laughs> these conclusions um but yeah it's it's just a watching it today 30 years on it's a bit of a garbled mess isn't it it's just it's trying to do the music video epic thing of being like 20 minutes long like Maybe not trying to be a thriller, but, you know, like something of that vein, Mm. a short film. And it just, it just doesn't manage it, sadly. So I wonder maybe if it had been 20 minutes, but had been fully immersed in the Red Dwarf universe. Maybe, do you know what I mean? If like before and after the song was actually scenes of the characters, like interacting with each other, maybe that might have made it better That's just an
1: episode. (laughs) That's what we got with that is true. That is true. If you get 20 minutes uh, and four minutes of it (laughs) it happened to be a song, that's just an episode of Red Dwarf.
0: (laughs) That is true. Good point. Good point. Well, that is... tongue. T- I mean, if, if you were that curious, we watched it on YouTube. Um, yeah, the, the, I will put a-
1: the link into the YouTube version description. So if you want to get yeah. to the YouTube version of this podcast, I'll put it in the description there.
0: Mm. So that's the 20 minute actual video. Uh, in regards to the last 10 minutes, don't know if that's on YouTube. It might be. I guess if you want to see the full thing, go and find the vhs tape um let us know I, if I've... you've
1: got it let us know if yeah. you've got the vhs somewhere hidden in a cupboard
0: have you hung on to that? Because, of course, people like to upgrade their formats, don't they? But if this never came out on DVD and Blu-ray, have you have you clung on or have, you, have you've you passed it on by now? But that rounds off another episode of Everybody's Dead, Dave. Uh, I mean, thank you for sticking around and listening. Um, Phil, where can these listeners find you on the internet?
1: Uh, well, go to my YouTube channel where you can find the aforementioned YouTube version of this podcast. And you can leave us comments and stuff. My YouTube channel is just my name. It's Philip Hawkins. And I... Mm-hmm. Doctor Who stuff, obviously this podcast, Star Trek stuff, MCU stuff, any geeky pop culture that I like, really. And then on Twitter, um, you can find me on at Culture Filter with filter spelled P-H-I-L-T-E-R.
0: That's the one. And for myself, you can find me on YouTube at Adam Martin. That's Martin with a Y for lots of varied kind of videos. And on Twitter, it's Adam Martin AMTV for daily ramblings. We've got a Twitter for the podcast at All Dead Dave Pod, so you can go and give us a follow there. And we will see you in the next episode. I guess what, what should we give a little tease? Do we know what's coming after this production-wise, or no? <laughs> No, <laughs> we're, 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 we're at an impasse
1: no. <laughs> between Back to Earth and starting series 10, where we're doing that's a few right. specials, but we're kind of flying by the seat of a pants. I mean, we literally only decided to do this one today.
0: <laughs> yes, so. the day of recording. Absolutely. <laughs> but hey, that, that's half the fun, really, isn't it? I mean, we've yeah! had a wild ride talking about this, uh, this thing. Um, but don't worry, we'll be picking up with the main series eventually with series 10 going through to the promised land. So... Until next episode, we'll see you next time. Bye.